Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, Molly's right-hand gal, and co-host on the show. And I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Every week on Mystery Recipe, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. And that's like... Now, this is the end of the season. It's our very last regular episode of season six. We already released our mystery recipe reveal and shopping list so that grown-ups have time to stock up on the ingredients you'll need to cook along with us in next week's grand finale cook-along. Have you listened yet? It's day three of Sunflower Seeds Week, and we've got a great episode for you all today. First up, we have some buttery science in our pressing questions segment. Then something out of this world in our wild card. Let's go to it then, to the theme song! Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Is it gonna be the part where it's like. Mystery recipe. And we're back. That's right. Oh, hey, Molly. What's your shoe size? Sort of personal. Why do you ask? Well, listeners, as you know, this is going to be Molly's last season with us as host on the show. I heard Chad saying earlier that whoever takes over as host next season is going to have some big shoes to fill. And I was like, not that big. Molly's shoes are a rather average size. Also, why aren't you taking your shoes with you to your next job, Molly? I am taking my shoes with me, Mitzi. Someone having big shoes to fill is just a saying. Chad didn't mean it literally. What didn't I mean literally? Chad! Hi, Chad. I was just telling Molly that you think she has really big feet. Oh, I don't remember saying that. When someone has big shoes to fill, it just means that the person before them did a very good job. They might have been really well-liked, and taking over for them will be a lot to live up to. Gotcha. Well, I know that's true. Golly, I hadn't even thought about who would take over as co-host, Molly. Gah! It's gonna be so hard! It really is. All of my good catchphrases are kind of Molly-specific, too. Golly, Molly. Molly's right-hand gal. Molly, Molly, Molly. To name a few. This is going to be a lot tougher than I thought. I'm sorry, Mitzi, but we'll figure it out. There's plenty of time before next season. We still have to finish this season first. Good point. I'm having a little bit of an idea here. I'm going to go chase this down. I'll be back. All right, Mitzi. While you do that, it's time for Pressing Questions, listeners. Pressing Questions is a segment where we answer a question from a young chef using science. Here's how it will work. We are going to talk to a kid recipe tester in their home and go step-by-step through each part of an experiment. And when we're done and our episode is over, we encourage all of you to recreate the science for yourselves in your own recipe labs. And don't forget to tell us how it went. You can send us an email at mysteryrecipe at americastestkitchen.com. Let's hear today's question. I've heard of sunflower butter, but can I make it at home? 
That was Suki from Massachusetts. Great question, Suki. This will make for a simple and fun experiment. Grown-ups, if you'd like to try this experiment at home after the episode, here's what you'll need. Two and a half cups of roasted sunflower seeds, two tablespoons sugar, two tablespoons water, one tablespoon table salt, three small bowls, cutting board, chef's knife, spoon, food processor, rubber spatula. I called up Suki in order to get started. How's it going, Suki? Good. Good. Well, you had a question about how to make sunflower butter at home, and we wanted to make this a little bit more challenging. So instead of just telling you the recipe, we're going to try two different ways of making sunflower butter to find out what works best. First, we're going to use a chef's knife to chop sunflower seeds very finely, and then second, we're going to use a food processor. Does that sound like a good plan? Yes. Perfect. But before we do, let's make a prediction. So, Suki, we have two methods we're going to use. Which one do you think is going to be most effective, if you had to take a guess? The food processor. Okay, good guess. Why do you think that? Because it's not person power. I think that's a really good guess, and we're going to find out the answer. Great, so let's get started with this experiment. We're going to start by measuring one quarter cup of sunflower seeds and placing them on your cutting board. Feel free to ask a grown-up to help you. Um, and we'll use a chef's knife in order to chop the sunflower seeds on the cutting board up as much as we can until they resemble either sunflower butter or they're chopped as finely as possible. Is it going to be the part where it's like... We are going to do the fast forward sound. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Suki, why don't you tell me what those sunflower seeds look like? Tiny. Tiny pieces of sunflower? How tiny? One inch smaller than my pinky nail. Okay, so even smaller than your pinky nail, which is pretty tiny. Great. Now go ahead and place these chopped sunflower seeds into one of your small bowls. Next thing we're going to do is we're going to use our tablespoon measuring spoon, and we're going to measure out one tablespoon of sugar and one teaspoon of water. Um, and now we can mix that up, so maybe we can use a rubber spatula or a spoon or just something. And we should be good. So now what does that look like? Brownish, grainy, kind of chunky mixture. Okay, good to know. So that we are going to keep to the side and we'll, we'll look at that again in a little bit. Next up, we are going to try all of this one more time, but using the food processor instead. I have no idea how the food processor works. We have grown-ups here to help, which listeners at home, you'll need a grown-up here to help for you as well. So place two cups of sunflower seeds in the food processor, lock the lid in place, and process them for two minutes. We're going to fast forward once again here. So, we had that on for two minutes, and Suki was very smart and went and got headphones for herself. Because the food processor can be a little bit loud, right? Not a little bit. Like a lot loud? Like, <laughs> I think that was an excellent impression. So, it's been two minutes. Can you describe what those sunflower seeds look like in the food processor? Not very small. How, how would you describe the size? What could you compare it to? Half the size of a chocolate chip. So that is not what we want yet, right? It's not quite butter. No, it's not butter. Okay, so we are going to try processing this for two more minutes. Okay. Nice job. Okay, so that was two more minutes. Suki, what does it look like now? Mush. It looks like mush. Okay, do you think it looks like butter? Not, I mean, I can still see 
Okay, so it looks really small. Not like that small of a grain. Like 100 times bigger than a grain of sand. So it's not quite done yet. So what we're going to do this time is just process the sunflower seeds again until they look creamy and shiny. All right, you think it's ready? Yeah. Great, so uh, describe to us what it looks like. A literal bush. Okay, great. So... What we could do is we could add a little bit of that water and sugar to it and process it for another 30 seconds just to mix that in. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, nice work, Suki. So we can go ahead and we'll ask a grown-up for help, but we're going to put that mixture into our second bowl. Great. So we have both mixtures right next to each other. Can you tell me what's the difference between the two of them? The first mixture is like seeds. Just seeds. Just the seeds, and then the second mixture is just the butter. Which one do you think resembles sunflower butter the most? The second one. Okay, let's do the taste. So let's taste the first mixture first, and tell me what that tastes like. Just like I'm eating sugary seeds. Okay, how about the second one? Let's test the second one. Pretty good. What's it taste like? Sunflower butter. So then it sounds like the experiment was a success. We made sunflower butter at home. Do you want to hear some of the science behind how this works? Yes. Wonderful. Well, I'll tell you all about it right after this word from our sponsors. Grownups, these ads are for you. I'm excited to tell you about our latest partner, Go Noodle. Go Noodle shares videos and games that get kids up and moving and develop their wellness, mental health, and resilience. They are in millions of homes and more than 90% of U.S. public and private elementary schools. And now you and your kids can find videos from ATK Kids on their website that make exploring the science behind food and cooking fun. Together, we are excited to encourage a new generation of empowered cooks, engaged eaters, and curious experimenters with videos all about recipes, experiments, and other dynamic kitchen how-tos. Kids love Go Noodle because it's fun. Teachers love it because it engages students. And we think you'll love it too. To learn more, visit GoNoodle.com. Hey, grown-ups. We wanted to tell you all about another way you can explore the kitchen with the young chefs in your life. My first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids. This cookbook is designed to introduce kids ages 5 to 8 to the kitchen, along with their grown-ups, with as much mixing, rolling, scrunching, and squishing as possible. Our producer Chad has never had a cookbook of his own before, so we thought we'd put some of these recipes to the test. We made the No-Bake Energy Bites, a perfect after-school snack that you can make just the way your young chef likes it. Yeah, as this... long as you have the base of the nut butter and the oats, you can add other dried fruit, you could add coconut, you can do nuts like sliced almonds. Amazing. There really are endless possibilities. Yeah, this is great. This is just a ball of ingredients. <laughs> it, it is a ball of ingredients. <laughs> Delicious ones. Amazing. Yeah, I guess just is a little... <laughs> Well, I mean, really, all food is just a ball of ingredients That's when you true. think about it. Yeah. Isn't life just a ball of ingredients? It's gotten really you know? deep here. It's just uh, what you get from my first cookbook. <laughs> life philosophy. Yeah, really get to Eat dig deep. really simple recipes. <laughs> Perfect for kids ages 5 to 8. Get the energy for those big talks, you know. Check out this recipe and so many more in my first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids, which you can find wherever books are sold.
And we're back. And we're back. And still no Mitzi. Which is fine. We still need to talk science with Suki. Yes. So, Suki, the science behind this experiment is all about fat. Well, really oil, which is a kind of fat. Fun fact, all nuts are seeds, but not all seeds are nuts. Most nuts, like almonds, walnuts, and cashews, are the seeds of trees. And seeds have a really high fat content. Which makes sense if you think about what fat and seeds both are. Fat is a way for plants and animals to store energy. And a seed, if planted in the right conditions, is going to grow into a plant. So seeds need that fat, or stored energy, in order to grow. This fat content is part of what helps turn them into nut butter, like peanut butter, almond butter, or sunflower butter. Molly, want to help me explain how it works? I'd love to. So we found that processing sunflower seeds in a food processor works well to make sunflower butter. Like Chad said, this is because seeds have a high amount of fat in them. The fat in many nuts and seeds also has a low melting point, which means that they are liquid fats at room temperature. Most oil we use for cooking is the same way. Oil is a liquid fat, whereas the fat that might be on a piece of meat or steak is a solid fat. The fact that sunflower oil is a liquid makes it possible for us to turn sunflower seeds into a smooth and creamy nut butter. Sunflower butter is basically just tiny chopped up pieces of sunflower seed floating in their own liquid fat. But if there are liquid fats in seeds and nuts, how come they aren't juicy or liquidy when you eat them plain? Mitzi would ask if she were here right now. Good question, Mitzi. Those fats are trapped inside the cells of the sunflower seeds, being held in by the cell walls. Chopping the sunflower seeds with a knife or a food processor releases that oil from these cells. But the seeds need to be chopped up into teeny tiny pieces, fine enough that they feel like a single smooth substance on the tongue, and not like thousands of teeny separate pieces. A knife doesn't get the pieces of seeds small enough to be smooth. Processing the seeds in a food processor for multiple minutes was enough to chop the seeds up really finely and break enough cell walls to let a lot of that oil out and make sunflower butter. Technically, all you need for nut or seed butter is nuts or seeds. We could have just used peanuts or just used sunflower seeds, but we want it to taste good and have the consistency we're used to, which is why we added a little bit of salt, sugar, and water. All right, so what do you think you're going to use all of your sunflower butter for? We might go and get some fluff or fluff butter. A fluff and sunflower butter sandwich sounds delicious. Okay, well, Suki, thank you so much for your help with the experiment today. Really appreciate it. Bye, Suki. See you later. Bye. All right, well, pressing questions is over. I guess all we have left is... All right, everyone just through this door here. What's going on? Uh... Mitzi? Molly! Chad! Sorry that took so long. Mollies, you can line up against that back wall there facing me. Mitzi, did you just call them Mollies? Yeah, these are all the Mollies I could find on such short notice. Say hi, Mollies! Hi! Hello! Hi! Hello! Hi, Mollies! Ha! You're so funny. Let me write that down. Molly number 12 is funny. Mitzi, what is going on? Well, you know, we were talking about how this is your last regular season episode as host before you go to your new job, Molly. And I was just thinking of all my catchphrases, and we've spent the last six seasons being Mitzi and Molly. I don't know. I just thought it was an important part of the show, so I figured 
Maybe we can find a new Molly before you go and you can show them the ropes a little bit. I'm not sure this is such a good idea, Mitzi. Eh, let's just try it. I had them prepare a few lines for an audition. Let's read the script, ladies. Molly number five, we'll start with you. Okay, I just read off the page here? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, Mitzi. My very best friend in the entire world. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Molly? I'm just great. Calling to say that you're my favorite. Eh, solid effort. Number 12, pick up from the same line. I'm great. Just calling to say you're my favorite. See, I believed it that time. Nice work. Um, Molly's. will you excuse us for just one Wait, second? Molly, we haven't gotten to the best part. We've been rehearsing a 16-bar cut. Ready, ladies? Five, six, uh, five, six, seven, eight. God, I hope I get it. I hope I get it. How many Molly's does she need? Okay, okay, wonderful. I'm going to stop you all right there, but it was sounding great. It's going to be a no from me, dog. Mitzi, let's just talk this over real quick in the hall. Okay, deliberations. Ah, so exciting. We'll be right back. Well, sorry, Molly's, about the, the no from me, dog thing. That was just a quote from Randy Jackson from American Idol. It was just supposed to be a joke. It was funny. Thank you. Thank you. Who was that? Number 12? Yep. Nice. Number 12. You have a sense of humor, which I can appreciate. Anyways, listeners, I guess while Mitzi and Molly are deliberating in the hall, it's time for our last segment. Every week, we'd like to end things off with something a little wacky in our wild card, and this week is no different. Enjoy. Once upon a time, there was a farm. A farm just like any of the other farms all across the country. This was a very ordinary farm. That is, until it wasn't. On this farm lived a young boy and his family. Hi, family. Every morning, the boy would wake up early and go feed the chickens (laughs) and give hay to the cows and say hay to the sheep. Hi, sheep. And last, But certainly not least, the boy would water his favorite part of the garden, his sunflower. But even though he liked the chickens and cows and sheep, and especially enjoyed his favorite sunflower, he eventually started feeling very bored of doing the same thing every day. This farm is very ordinary, like we said at the beginning. Then... One night, while he was sitting with his favorite sunflower before bed, the boy looked up and saw a shooting star. (gasps) I better make a wish. He thought, and he did. He wished that something extraordinary would happen. And then he went inside and went to bed, like he always did. And he woke up the next morning and went to feed the chickens (laughs) and give hay to the cows and say hay to the sheep. Hi, sheep. But the moment he saw his favorite sunflower, he dropped his pail of water and loudly exclaimed. It's huge. Overnight, the sunflower had doubled in size. It had been a decently tall sunflower before, but now it was about 12 feet tall, higher than a basketball hoop. He called his family, who all came over and admired the extra special sunflower. How cool. They all said, And then, the next day, the sunflower had doubled in size again. Wow! And it was even bigger the day after that. Whoa! And even bigger the day after that. 
No way! News spread quickly through the town, which was filled with other ordinary farms where not much happened. And so, within the week, the whole town would gather every morning to see just how tall the sunflower was going to get. And it grew bigger. Wow! And bigger. Whoa! And bigger. No way! Until eventually, it stretched so high that it reached outer space, which was a story worth telling on the nightly news. News channels around the world began telling the story of the sunflower that wouldn't stop growing. The boy became famous. Hi. And everyone had the same question. Where was this sunflower going? Well, probably to the sun. The boy responded. Sunflowers love the sun. They turn to face the sun every day. I bet that's where this one is headed. And he was right. Which, if you know anything about the sun, you can imagine would not end well. The sun, you see, is of course a giant ball of fire. But the sunflower didn't know that. The little boy hadn't known that either. Wait, it's a giant ball of fire? And so everyone waited with bated breath, hoping the giant sunflower they had all come to love would stop growing, would change course, would do anything besides grow straight into the sun. But there was nothing they could do. It's every sunflower's dream, isn't it? They love the sun. That's why we call them that. They look like the sun even. Who are we to stop this flower from doing what it's always dreamed of? The boy was right again. And besides, even if they wanted to, this sunflower was extraordinary. There was nothing they could do. The whole world was watching, using high-powered telescopes and advanced astrophysics to predict when the sunflower would grow too close to the sun. And eventually, that day came. <gasps> the sunflower grew and grew until it was so close to the sun that it burst into flames. And that was it. The astrophysicists were finished predicting. The high-powered telescopes were pointed back at the stars. And the news all said, in other news. And the boy felt a bit relieved. Sure, it had been fun, being a part of something extraordinary. But he was also glad for it to be done. Phew. Or at least, almost done. Oh? Because a few hours later... Roasted sunflower seeds began to rain down all across the world, and everyone got to have a tasty little snack, all because of the sunflower that wouldn't stop growing. So, what is the moral of our story? Be careful what you wish for. Don't fly too close to the sun. How about, sometimes there's nothing wrong with being ordinary. Sounds good to me. That was nice. Wasn't it, Molly number 12? Anyways, we are about out of time for today. Okay, we are back. <laughs> Thanks for holding down the fort, Chad. Of course. So, Molly's, uh, we have reached our decision. Molly number 12, Molly number 12, Molly number 12, Molly number 12. And before we announce, we just have to say thank you all so much much for auditioning. You have been great sports on such short notice, and we appreciate you all so much. But we have decided to go with, uh, no one. 
We're sorry, Mollies. Really, really we are, but I've been thinking about this all wrong. I figured, since Molly's leaving, we have to try and replace her, but we can't replace Molly. She's irreplaceable. She's got to be the best Molly ever. Uh, no offense. (laughs) Yeah, this has all been coming across kind of harsh for them. It's not your fault. I just mean that we're never going to be able to replace Molly, and we shouldn't try to. We're going to need a new host next season, and we'll find one. But they won't be Molly, and they shouldn't try to be. And we shouldn't try to make them. They'll be whoever they are, totally different, and it will bring something new and hopefully wonderful to the next season. So, Mollies, I'm sorry, but we're going to be moving in a different direction, as they say. It's not you. It's me. Better luck next time. Bye, Mollies. We get it. I just don't want to say please leave, but I would love for you all to please leave now. Bye, 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 Molly. Sorry, Molly. Bye, Molly. Bye. Sorry. Bye, Molly. Sorry. Ugh. Awkward. Seriously. But, Mitzi, I think you're right, and what you said is important. Whoever takes over as host isn't going to be here to replace me. It will be different and new, and that's going to be pretty exciting. I think so, too. But you are not rid of me yet, even though that's all the time we have for today's episode. And the end of Sunflower Seeds Week. And what a week it was! We learned that sunflowers move to face the sun, they are native to North America, and can be turned into sunflower butter. Next week is our grand finale cook-along. We're going to have one big episode next week. During that episode, we'll be cooking our mystery recipe, and we invite you all to cook along with us. Check out our recipe reveal and shopping list episode we dropped this week, where we tell you exactly how it's all going to work. We even have a shopping list ready for your grown-ups, so you have plenty of time to gather your ingredients. Then... Next Wednesday will be our grand finale. It's going to be a blast, so don't miss it. If you love Mystery Recipe, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. Until then, keep Keep on on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Mitzi, and I am a starfruit, and Molly Birdbaum, who is a honey crisp apple. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a kumquat. Andrea Vavjan is a canepa, and Katie O'Hara is a lemon, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Audio services are provided by Ultraviolet Audio, with sound design supervision by Matt Boynton. He's a nectarine. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Guazda, a banana, and additional engineering by Eric Gorman, a raspberry. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music, and Jonathan is a mangosteen. Our director of post-production is Hen Margolis. She is a pomegranate. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also a dragon fruit. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a watermelon. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a blueberry. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a mango. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's also a raspberry. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hominoff, deputy food editor, Afton Cyrus, associate editors, Andrea Vavjan, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger, editorial assistant, Julia Arwin, of Test Cook, 
Fei Yang and managing producer Yumi Araki. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Brian Green, Caroline Berry, Eric Hassler, Ashley Stoyanov, Faye Yang, Ruthie LeBay, Yorgos Severnides, and Afton Cyrus. Thanks again to our sponsors, Driscoll's and Honey Bear's Pizzazz Apples. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Hey, sorry, I think I left my phone in here. Molly number 12, hi! Oh, I think it's right here. Awesome, thank you. Hey, I do have to say, you are by far the best Molly. Thanks so much. Seriously, you are so funny. Thank you. I mean, this whole thing was still just a huge waste of time. Right. Uh, sorry about that. I mean, I should have known when you had us learn that eight count of choreography for a podcast that you had no idea what you were doing. Yeah, that's fair. Last time I submit for an audition off Craigslist. Anyways, bye forever. Bye forever. Much less funny once the audition is over, I guess. Oh, boy. Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts, and we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win. 